previously on Those Were the Days. If you watch this episode, you'll see that the book is actually filled with complete gibberish. I don't remember the kids being quite so irritating. Field trips, yes. Field trips where you could potentially be baked into a pie, not so much. <laughs> and by the way, Audie's not here with us. I'm not ignoring Audie. <laughs> I mean, the lizard was operating a school bus. The school bus like the mute cousin of Benny the Cab from Who Framed Roger yeah. Hey, Roger! What parents what are signing for? off on this? Yeah, I can't. I can't go on this crazy. I've been almost killed too many times by your crazy bus. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. days. My name is Amy and let me tell you we have got a great episode for you tonight but you don't have to take my word for it. That's right it's Those Were the Days tackles Reading Rainbow written by Stephen. Oh yeah butterfly in the sky I can fly so high let's in a book read it let's go. <laughs> Illustrated <laughs> by Audie. Hi, my name is Audie, and I really like podcasts. Here's a good podcast called Those Were the Days. They watch old TV shows and then talk about them. The four hosts are really funny and have fun talking about TV stuff. This week, they talked about reading Rainbow, an old TV show about reading and learning from books. They talked all about a diner and other foods. There was even some book reviews. If you want to hear fun people talk about old TV shows... Definitely give this podcast a listen. You won't regret it. <laughs> and read by Travis. All right, order up. I got a mile high. Burn the British and hug one. Two wrecked henberries. A Jane Mansfield. A grunt in the alley with some moo juice. A heart attack on a rack. Whiskey down and a cup of mud. What's that? Oh, 86 is special. We're out of Irish turkey. Lord, I knew Travis was going to do that. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Fantastic. Well, I stepped off it. It came through my I was like, maybe I can ad lib it. No, Travis will do it. <laughs> uh, so uh, we are talking about Reading Rainbow this week, and specifically the episode Robbery at the Diamond Dog Diner. Now, as I mentioned on previous episodes, I had a heck of a time choosing an episode um, but I did settle on this one for, among other reasons, the fact that the pasta song plays in my head every single time I cook <laughs> pasta. And I needed other people to also experience this. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure that we are all we are all familiar with Reading Rainbow. Like, we all grew up with Reading Rainbow, right? Like, nobody did. Does anybody else have a favorite episode that they remember? it's hard to say i know i remember this one because i remember the pasta because i'm pretty sure this is where i learned what tortellini was it's up there um, with the orange mm -hmm. crayons from mr rogers that we yeah, talked about yeah, in why yeah. we just want to watch machines make things forever no absolutely yeah I, I could just sit and watch guys dump stuff into industrial pasta <laughs> machines for, for hours <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and, the, and those machines making stuff in a more what seems to be more efficiently and effectively than an inkjet printer. Like, <laughs> you realize, like 
A printer's only job is to put things on paper, yet there are these industrial machines that are cranking out neatly, neatly folded tortellinis mm-hmm. with more reliability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get on it, Hewlett Packard. What are you even doing? Hello, <laughs> you, Audie. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think about it. It's like Reading Rainbow is one of those things where, like, I just remember watching it all the time, but nothing stands out other than, of course, the stuff where they went behind the scenes of Star Trek. Yeah. Like, I remember specifically them talking about the effect of how they get the special effect for when they're beaming up and how it's just, yep. you know, stuff in a glass of water turned yep. around. And then talking about how they made the props for the ships. Like, one of the ships, mm-hmm. the landing gear was made from, uh, razors like yeah. a big razor i was like yep what the heck mm-hmm. that, so that episode so that was the um, the book for that one was the bionic bunny show which is mm. an arthur book um that's like an in-world tv show in arthur and so the bionic bunny show and they went backstage to see how the bionic bunny does his thing and um yeah and they showed the enterprise and the enterprise is upside down because mm-hmm. they run the camera oh, over yeah. it um that made me very delusional that i could make a television show with some pretty good <laughs> effects. I could now. Like, now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Like, if now me got that in, like, if I was that age now, I would have my own TV show. <laughs> it's so weird. Great. Like, the creative energy and motivation all exists when you're under 10 years old. Yeah. And then, like, the capability goes up, but the interest goes yeah, down. Just, I, can't, like... I can't. I have a job. I have yeah. a yeah. lot going on. <laughs> I can't do I can't. it anymore. I, I have laundry. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's so much. It just never yeah. ends. <laughs> It's not possible. No. Do you have uh, an episode, Stephen? Oh, yeah. I got an episode. And the funny thing is, like, I don't remember anything about the episode outside of this one moment that mm-hmm. it just has lived in my head in infamy. Or not infamy. Famous. No, we'll go with it. Uh, yeah, sure. Anyway, LeVar Burton's going to make bread. He's like, we're going to make bread together. And I remember him holding out the little yeast in his hand and going, these little guys are alive mm-hmm. and my little six-year-old brain exploded like, no, <laughs> no are you serious that yeast are alive and now anytime i hold I, I get yeast to make anything involving yeast i think these little guys are alive <laughs> it's like your tortellini song but it just mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. and I, I i learned that from reading rainbow so i have them to think yeah um so an episode of reading rainbow is divided into we'll call it three parts um one of the parts gets broken up into a lot of segments. So we've got we've got whatever's going on with LeVar. Um, and in this episode, LeVar goes to Rosie's Diner. Um, I apparently am continuing a tradition of bringing episodes in which food safety is flagrantly ignored. <laughs> um, apparently this is just a thing I do now. Um, and so LeVar has gone to the diner for lunch, Rosie's Diner specifically, and they are slammed. And he talks to the waitress, Jane, and he's like, hey, you guys sure are busy. And she's like, yeah, we could use some help. Do you know how to cook? Because <laughs> why not? I mean, it's big yeah. greasy spoon energy. I used to go to mm-hmm. I used to go to the Boot Mill Diner in Lowell, Massachusetts when I was in college. Um, and you could get a, a Boot Mill sandwich, which was a roll that was toasted, um, an egg, your choice of meats, um, bacon, ham, or sausage, or any combination thereof, or multiples thereof. There was the triple ham, known colloquially as the Mama Cass. Uh, cheese, 
uh, home fries and everything. And so we would go there for lunch, and it was the, the greasiest of greasy spoons. So we'd go there for lunch, and then we had, like, we had painting after lunch at, like, 1 o'clock. And so we would just be sitting there like, oh, God, why? Uh, now I can't even think about that sandwich because I am over 40. <laughs> um, so LeVar is going to step up. Um, and But first, we're going we're gonna to learn a story about a diner. We know how diners are. Um, and we've got The Robbery at the Diamond Dog Diner, read by Peter Falk. Very that was a good choice. Yes. Really and it's not good. the Diamond Dog Diner. It's the Diamond Dog Diner. Yes. Dog. <laughs> dog. I really put it in. The emphasis is where, you know. Um, I had forgotten how good this story was. I love little kid books. Um, my mom was a fifth grade teaching assistant, and so they had this readers and writers thing every year. And so she would buy me kids, like at you know, in my thirties, like would buy me kids books. I have a few of them uh, autographed that are amazing. Uh, yeah, kids books are the best. They don't have to make sense. All right, so chickens bringing eggs. Let's not think about that too hard. Uh, to the <laughs> diner run by dogs. Um, one of whom always wears diamonds and they're concerned about diamond thieves. And so they hide the diamonds in blown eggs, which we, that blowing eggs for Easter was a big thing when I was a kid. And so I was like, yes, this all makes perfect sense to me. What's a blown egg? I need help. Okay. So understand. it's when you hollow it out. So you poke a hole in each okay. end and then you, you, and you blow out. You, sometimes you scramble it a little bit. That makes it a little easier because you can break the egg if the yolk is a little firm and you blow the mm. insides out into a bowl. You can eat them. And now you have an empty eggshell. And so you can decorate the empty eggshell. Um, my family comes, like, we have we have Lithuanian roots. And so Ukrainian Easter eggs was, like, a thing growing mm. up. And mm-hmm. so, like, you do it for that because you're going to keep those around for a while. Um, yeah. And so that's how we used to color empty eggs all the time when I was a kid. We never, like, hard-boiled eggs were for eating we never dyed those when I was a kid. <laughs> that was like a was like a grown up thing. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. I learned a lot. I you had no even, idea. You can buy them too, and like you can buy like blown ostrich eggs. They're huge. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah it's on my ostrich on big. my wish list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're gonna hide the diamonds and the eggs and put them in the fridge. And um, this chicken cannot shut up about it. <laughs> Even though two people matching the exact description of the diamond thieves um, are in the in mm-hmm. the diner, um, and they uh, and so they they go to take the refrigerator because they know that's where the diamonds are, and eggs fall out. And some of the eggs are eggs, and some of the eggs are full of diamonds. So they assume that this chicken lays diamond eggs. So good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, sure. That's where it's the that's, only possible explanation. Yeah. First first place my brain would go. Yeah. yeah. Um so I mean first of all you've got I mean I guess the Diamond Dog Diner is known for its diamonds. I guess that's that makes sense. Um mm-hmm. And so they they take Glenda Feathers which is a good name for a chi- I someday I will have chickens and I will name one Glenda <laughs> Feathers just just because uh, she it's gets kidnapped, name. presumably to be forced to lay more diamond eggs. Again, we're not going to think about this too much because it gets a little shady. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Glenda Feathers brilliantly um, says, no, there's another chicken. See, um, yeah. And so let me call and make sure she's going to be there. Um, 
And so, yes, this other chicken is delivering her eggs at dawn. Uh, they go to wait for her, and they see this chicken with furry feet, um, which I've seen. There are chickens that have pretty furry feet. Mm-hmm. They, I don't believe they leave, they lay diamond eggs, though. But that's the story we're telling. We're telling that these chi- that obviously, mm-hmm. they all have furry feet. And then, surprise, it's an ambush. Oh, it's a sting <laughs> operation, and now you have been arrested. Um, Lola, the dog, whose diamonds they are, um, eats some chocolates that she finds in the car. Don't don't give your dog chocolate. Dogs cannot have chocolate. No. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, it <laughs> yeah. wasn't until my third wow. rewatch that I went, wait a minute, that's dog. <laughs> they should not be eating chocolate. Um, before she finds her friend, brain to the cartoon. Yeah. Let's have some um, snacks before we find my kidnapped friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they find Glenda Feathers in the back, and she's like, where are my diamonds? They're like, ah, oh, well, we, we hit them in the chocolate. She's like, oh, no, oh. I ate some. <laughs> You'll get them back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Glenda Feathers is like, well, robbers are never going to find those. And it's like, mm. I mean, eventually. <laughs> Give or take. I mean, all I can think about is a diamond is the hardest surface known yeah, to man. It's not going to be great. I, I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's I not going to be fun that back. Things, you, you know, yeah. You thought passing kidney stones was bad? Yeah, that seems, well, that seems way worse. we'll just cram some bananas in him. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about it. <laughs> so we didn't we didn't mention the art though of Shorty and Slim, Shorty uh, the and two Slim. thieves, oh, yeah. <laughs> the best names ever, and the fact that Slim had this doggy treat hanging out of his mouth like a stogie yep. the whole time, yep. and that made me so happy. So I was like, oh, it's not tobacco use; it's no, a dog treat. A dog exactly. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Kids and Peter Falk reading this was so good. Peter, right. It gave oh, it so much weight. Mm-hmm. It was such a mafia tale with him behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole the accent he used for, or, or he has for yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just magic. I liked his. I liked his his Glenda Feathers voice. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, oh, oh, so so good um so now we're back we're back at rosie's diner and lavar is going to be a short order cook because he's always wanted to try he's like yeah, this he's is great probably he's, taking sure. his food handling course yeah you know maybe i mean i at this point I, honestly at this point in reading rainbow i assume that lavar is certified in like a lot of things like that's fine he's like micro from dirty jobs yeah. he can do all the things yeah like that's fine. He's got his his food safety. He certainly has his nineteen eighty eight or whatever food safety handling certificate. Right. Yeah. Like that's sure. not you could just Which call was just, a guy. Yeah, I swear I will bucks. not spit in food. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so he's at the griddle. He's making breakfast. He's making sausage patties and pancakes. He's also got a milkshake going. And this is the best part. Like, cause this is you watch it happen. Um, because he's given more orders and people are yelling at him. And my ADHD brain went, yes, this is how this is going to play out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is absolutely mm-hmm. it. We're going to we're gonna go ahead and pour that milkshake on the griddle. And we're going to put some pancake batter in a glass with a straw and realize we have done this very wrong. I just want to be there with, with a glass of milk. Oh, sorry, Adi. I was just going to say, I want to be there with the producers when they explain to Rosie's Diner and the guy who actually works the griddle what they're going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you're going to do what to my griddle? (laughs) You're cleaning that up. 
Yeah. All of it. <laughs> I realize that this is actually what happens after the second break, uh, because the first thing, the first order that he gets is tortellini. Mm-hmm. Oh, tortellini. yeah, that's right. This is like the most important part of the episode. This was very, mm-hmm. I, I forgot how chopped up it is. I didn't mm-hmm. remember that part. Um, but we're going to go get, we're going to learn about tortellini. And so this very New York Italian man is going to teach us how to make pasta. Uh, and he makes the <laughs> filling, which he then tastes and puts the rest of it between his fingers back in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely mm-hmm. noticed that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're going to cook it. It won't fine. matter. None of that's going. I mean, it's the same thing, right? Like they do that all the time, right? It's the none of this is actually going to make it out anywhere because right. we've got a film right. crew in there. So it's all just pretend anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he makes the filling and he loads the pasta into the machine and he shows what the machine does. And then he does it by hand so that you can see like, oh, all right, that's how that works. But then he's like, but it's going to do it way better. And it mm-hmm. does. Um, yeah, and that's it does. Great. And then he's John like, well, Henry I'm sure. He wanders in. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, all right, so you want to, uh, you, you probably want to know how they make pasta. And this is a logical jump for me. I go, yes, we would like to see them make mm-hmm. the pasta. Yeah. So they make the pasta. And that's great. I had a pasta machine growing up. I, I swear it was because of this episode that I probably hounded my parents until, <laughs> until they got a pasta maker, mm-hmm. which was a big deal. In the late mm-hmm. 80s. Hell yeah. Um, and, uh, and who knew? So all we, you needed was one of those Play-Doh things where you just squish it all down through. Yeah. 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 Play-Doh Fun Factory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make the sheet pasta, and he rolls it up on the big roll, and I'm like, yes, this is very good. And he's like, but how do we turn this into linguine? I said, well, I don't, that seems like a tangent, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, and so they put it in the linguine machine fantastic nice mm-hmm. little cutter sure it's a paper shredder for pasta yes fantastic. that's what i was gonna say mm-hmm. it's the food safe paper shredder and he's like but are tortellini and linguine the only kinds of pasta we make of course not of course and then not. then it takes off then it takes off because it's the pasta song and uh we're making all of the kinds of pasta and we're singing all of their names um and we're watching like blades go around as extruders in shapes are coming mm-hmm. out and like there's ones that like curl out and like grab onto the little arm before <laughs> they get cut off is so there good. is there anything more satisfying than watching a pasta extruder and watching that blade just go and go i mean it's i was just like i was yeah. enraptured this is what i I'm couldn't saying. i could not look away it was so good all yeah. right so here's a question because I feel like this is up there. This this is one of those things that winds up. It's up there with like, what's your favorite dinosaur? Do you have a favorite pasta shape? Or are you Ooh. guys like pasta agnostic? I'm fussy. Mm. So I do have favorite pasta shapes. But I, I and I feel like kids definitely <laughs> have pasta shape preferences oh yeah little dinosaurs or scooby-doo heads or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah i am partial to the uh the pinna yeah i like a pinna pasta Mm -hmm. because i can stab it with a fork yeah you know and i don't have to do all the noodling you know like spaghetti does it's just like Mm -hmm. bloop and then a mouthful Mm -hmm. i like a pinna and the the texture satisfying have you got one honestly it depends on what i'm making 
I know that, it sounds fine. like it sounds like I'm sitting on the fence, but it literally does. Like if I'm gonna make, nope, I understand. You know, uh, a meat sauce. I need something like a penne or like especially penne regatta because it's got the ridges yeah. on it, yeah, it holds onto the sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, it totally depends because they all effectively taste the same, okay. but they don't because different shapes do taste different. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if I had to pick one. Um, you can you can pick a long one and a shapey one. Okay, so if I have to pick because those are those are fundamentally different. <laughs> you yes. can have one of each. So if I'm yeah. picking if I'm picking a long noodle, um, I'm yeah. gonna go with a linguine, sure. because I think it's a very multi-purpose. Sure. Um, and then if I'm gonna pick a shapey one, probably a penne regatta, okay. if not bow ties. Bow ties are just are fun. Very good. Bow ties are very yeah. good. How about you, Adi? Do you have pasta preferences? Yes. I will say I already had in my mind a long one and a shaped one. There you go. Because you anyway, got it. So, you got it. Like, I definitely bow tie. The, yeah. What is it? Farfalle or whatever yeah. however yeah. you say it. Yeah. And then uh, I've always been a fan of fettuccine. I like okay. a long, flat noodle. Very good. And I will say I hate angel hair pasta. Oh, see? Oh, yeah. That's my I, long like, pasta. Regular spaghetti oh, wow. pasta, I'm good with. The angel hair, I'm like, that's. I want a little bit more meat on my it. pasta. I love it. Two minutes, done. Mm-hmm. Two minutes. Angel hair is my long pasta. And like Skizix in our chat room, my shapey pasta is cavatappi, which is the tube that's a spiral. It's like rigatoni if it was a tube. Mm-hmm. It's that's the a best. good one. That's it's a good very, one. I do very like radi- uh, is it Is it radiatory? Oh, that is a good one. The little yeah. radiators? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, little, yeah. the, the little radiators are also really good for any any sauce that like a red sauce with no meat in it, like a yeah. marinara, because it can yeah. get all inside there and stuff. Oh yeah, there you go. Mm. Now we've talked about oh, man. pasta, and I feel good. I, I will like, say, I like oh, that you had to eat pasta. You had to eat yes. <laughs> I was about to go there. It's like okay, now yeah. that we've talked about so the pasta, good. I watched this episode like right before I'd made lunch, and I, I I had time today, and I was like, you know what? I've got meatballs in the freezer, but I don't have tortellinis and Alfredo sauce. So I went over to the grocery store. I put well, I threw some meatballs in the air fryer. My wife was home. The house wasn't going to burn down. And then I went to the store. And then I came back and I boiled my tortellinis and my Alfredo sauce. And I was like, I didn't boil the Alfredo sauce. I heated it up. And then I ate, I overate uh, delicious cheese tortellini and meatballs. And I've never been so happy. I, I was like, so this powerful. is the best I was... life. Yeah. <laughs> this is some power. We did not you plan did this. But we had spaghetti tonight for dinner as well. So it was like, <laughs> bring on the pasta. By the way, you didn't, you didn't overeat. You had an Italian-American size. Right? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. yes, the after-eating nap is just part of the Italian heritage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, after we've learned all about pasta, and the secret to good pasta is, is sharing it, and it's delicious, mm-hmm. and eating it. Um, so after that, so now we, we go, and LeVar is struggling um, with the milkshake on the griddle. Um, and that's fine. He's like, he's going to get back on it. No problem. He's going to get back on it. And then, oh, oh, dineries. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. now, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like dineries is probably a dead language, right? Like, oh, man, right? I don't want it like, to be. I don't either. But also, like, splash of red noise is way more to say than tomato soup. <laughs> 
Like, it's just way more. I don't know if anyone is actually speaking uh, dineries. Wrecked hen fruit, yeah. though. I was determined that as was a good. child. I was like, I'm going to learn this language. This is going to be my second <laughs> language. It's going yep. to be dineries. Um, this, uh, apparently, diner lingo is all but gone, according yeah. to the Google. But names for eggs, preparing eggs over easy, sunny side up, yeah, yeah, those yeah. are remnants well, yeah. of yeah. diner lingo. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's sad because that's and I mean, it's nonsense. A- 86 is still a term used in yep. restaurants oh, yeah. Yeah. all the yeah. time. Um, I will say, by the way, my opening, uh, mm-hmm. all of those are legit, um, are legit orders. And I would like to see if anybody can figure out what they are. All right. Oh, all right. We'll do, we'll I had no doubts. doubts. I know. I, I know. No Amy, doubts. Amy, this is your game. This is your show. I know, but I'm going to take over no, for no, a second. No, no, do, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm all right. Very so okay, let's go. Can uh, hands on buzzers. Get ready. <laughs> all right. A mile high, burn the British and hug one. Anybody? Anybody got that? Mile high, burn the British and hug one. <laughs> Chat, right. let throw it out too. Like, thinking about pancakes. Okay, we got some pancakes going on. All right, ready, ready. Survey says that is a Denver omelet, mile high. With a toasted English oh. muffin, sure. Burn the British. Oh, okay. And hug one. An orange juice. Squeeze oh, out the juice. Okay. Okay. All right. We all fail. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> Number two was two wrecked henberries, Jane Mansfield, and a grunt in the alley with moo juice. Okay. Well, so scrambled eggs. Yep. Two scrambled eggs. Comma, comma two. Mm-hmm. Jane Mansfield. This one was uh, Mujus's Mujus's Mujus milk, obviously. Mujus's milk, milk. Yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. A Jane, Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield. A Jane Mansfield. This yes. one was one of my favorites when I was looking these up. A tall stack of pancakes is a Jane huh. Mansfield. I don't know is why is that a Jane Mansfield? And then a grunt in the alley. This is a combination, oh, but that's a side of bacon. Oh. Grunt is bacon right. in the alley is, the a, alley is, is as a side, side dish. <laughs> so you got your all two right, rectangular right, right, henberries, right. Jane Mansfield with a grunt in the alley, and some moo juice. And a heart attack on rack, whiskey down, and a cup of mud. Okay, like mud on, is coffee. coffee. Yep, cup of mud is cup of coffee. Heart attack what was on it? Heart attack on a. Oh gosh, I read this one today. <laughs> Oh, and I can't remember what it is. I remember I brought it up and it was like, heart attack on a rack. That's great. Now I don't know what it is. Heart attack on rack is biscuits and gravy. That's it. Ah, okay. And whiskey down. And this one, Mm -hmm. I like this one a lot. Whiskey down is rye toast. Whiskey. (laughs) Whiskey is rye bread. Whiskey down is rye toast. That's pretty good. And then we 86 the special, which Irish turkey. Anybody? Irish turkey, going once, going oh. twice. Corned beef. Oh, oh man! Obviously, gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. So, Amazing. thank you for. It's so uh, good. It's it, so it, good. It's such a great language. I mean, because here's the thing, right? It's not. It's not something that you say. For it, none of it is like. 
LeVar calls it shorthand. None of it's shorthand. It's what you no. do to make your <laughs> terrible job <laughs> more interesting. Yeah, you got to do. You're sitting in front of four feet of griddle for like ten hours. Yeah. You got to do yeah. something to to break the monotony of just flipping yeah. pancakes over and over. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about Diner Speak is I, I got really excited when they started using it, going into it, and I was like, wait, did they read two books on Reading Rainbow? Because one of my favorite books as a kid was called Frank and Ernest, and it was about this bear and an elephant that ran a diner, and they had to learn diner lingo to, like, do their job. So I learned all about diner lingo in second grade from Frank and Ernest. That's and I was awesome. like, wait a minute, are they going to read Frank and Ernest? And they never brought it up or did it. Uh, but if you're looking for cool children's books, that one was that brought me diner lingo early on. I remember all I wanted to do was go home and order things, mm-hmm. you know, from my mom. <laughs> with like <laughs> diner speak. <laughs> um, I like that. I like that. Uh, Lavar proves that immersion learning works great uh, because <laughs> he, some of the things that he serves, like the vanilla ice cream mountain with eggs raw on. eggs in it. What? <sighs> like the 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 jello and um the jello and and potato chips you at least kind of get right like yep. shingle and a sure. shimmy you go all mm-hmm. right yeah sure it's just the stuff this diner also just has is just laying wild. around right? just like, around I, just a bowl sure. of ice on the counter so you can put yeah. ice on rice ice on rice mm-hmm uh, but he figures it out once everybody's mad and he has wasted an awful lot of food. Um, <laughs> and then uh, he figures it out. So then then we get to the portion that I forgot. I forgot about this part of Reading Rainbow, um, which I shouldn't have because I always wanted to be one of these kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. this is the like book recommendations from your peers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we do not have to take LeVar Burton's word for uh, for it because these kids will tell us yeah um mm-hmm. and we get three... i had forgotten that was the catchphrase for lavar burton was don't take my word for it because he said that every episode he uh mm-hmm. he still says it on twitter an awful lot it's very good mm-hmm. yeah. um right so he so we we get three book recommendations from kids and they're just kids like they've got mm-hmm. they're in front of a green screen the book that they are talking about is on a lovely carpet um, behind them, <laughs> and and they're going to tell us that collective noun book, which was one of the recommendations. Um, I definitely got that one as a result of this episode because I love collective nouns, um, and it nice. very much there very much are reviews from kids telling other kids, "Yo, you should get this book." Mm-hmm. The kid with the cookbook, like I, oh, I wanna like this. He's fifty now. Like, where I wanna mm-hmm. talk to him and be like, "How's it going? <laughs> Are you still cooking?" I have, <laughs> I have my uh, Klutz Kids Cookbook. I forget the exact title, um, but there is a salad dressing in there that I still make to this day. And I had asked, I couldn't find my. I copied the recipe down somewhere and I couldn't find it. So I asked my mom to pull it out of the book for me because it's still at her house and she couldn't find it. So she found a used copy of the out of print cookbook on Amazon and sent it to me. So now I have my own. Nice. nice to make tuna, oh, that's tuna wiggle, nice. which was tuna noodle casserole. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Kids cook. I just got excited mm-hmm. when I saw this kid open the book and it said Hobo Picnic. Yeah. And I was like, that's the <laughs> best. Mm-hmm. I wrote it in all caps time. in my notes. <laughs> Man, two things about this. One, I love the fact that they have the kids doing these reviews that don't give away the whole story. Mm. Like, I, I didn't think about that as a kid, but as a parent now, I really appreciate, like, here's, let me tell you about this book so you'll be interested and want to go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Two, I was, when behind the scenes, we kind of lost where we could view this episode and I was looking on YouTube and I found the YouTube, uh, reading rainbow review, uh, for, um, oh, why can't I think of the stupid book now? Um, Jumanji. Ooh. Well before it became a big Hollywood thing. I was like that, seeing stuff like that. That's cool. That was super cool. Yeah, that, that may have been where I review. heard about the book Jumanji mm-hmm. and then went yeah. looking for it at my school library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It might have been that. Man, this, this kind of show, like, this is what, this is, okay, this is why we do those for the dates, yeah. right? Is to go back and watch things from an earlier time for when things were simpler, maybe, <laughs> you know, in some, in some instances. But, like, for real, my kid mostly watches, like, YouTube Kids. Sure. And YouTube kids, you you find what you want, right? You're not mm-hmm. exposed to things that are just showing on TV. Like you found Jumanji from watching Reading Rainbow because Reading Rainbow was on PBS, and that's what was on, so that's what you watched. Yep. And I feel like that's such a uh, an experience that is lost these days, or maybe modified. Maybe I'm yeah. just an old person that doesn't really understand. No, we're finding things. We're just finding I different mean, things than we, you would yeah. find. We've gone down YouTube rabbit holes. Like, yeah. it happens. Like, one minute sure, you're sure. watching, mm-hmm. how do I, you know, how do I cook halibut? And next thing you know, you're like, ah, oh, do you know about shrimp farming? This is great. <laughs> I've learned so much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you know? That's a good point. Have you seen this? Yeah. Yeah. It's just that back then there was an opportunity once it was placed in front of you. If you said, I don't have much interest, you yeah. still watched it. And then you might be like, oh, wow. Oh, wait, yeah, hold yeah, on. No, That's cool. It. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just like, oh, I don't have any interest in this. Skip. Yeah. You know, and it's, you miss an opportunity. Yeah. I'll play the resident grumpy old man. That's today. fine. Don't worry. That's fine. Well, I think even even to the point of like, if you're watching a show like A Reading Rainbow or a Mr. Wizard or Bill Nye, it might not be a topic that you are particularly interested in, but it's in the show. And then mm-hmm. you find out, oh, no, I actually am interested like i never would have thought that but here we go now i'm gonna go and find mm-hmm. all the reference books i can on how to be a short order cook like <laughs> it just happens you know i like I how say- many of these shows they've redone for grown-ups um like mm-hmm. bill nye's show for grown-ups was very mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. um reading rainbow's still on uh but lavar does a podcast reading with uh was it LeVar Burton? Oh, I, I'm going to look it up. Um, but he just reads you a story. And it's great. Mm-hmm. I, it is. You do a deep breath at the beginning, which is like, honestly, my favorite part. And it's like, LeVar's just going to, we're just going to have a nice deep breath together. And then I'm going to read you a story. And thank you, LeVar. Because, mm-hmm. you know, wonderful. I still like well, to be read too. And I got to say, in defense of the kids, despite Stephen being our grumpy old man, um, like, <laughs> It's different. It's a different time. There's different yeah. stuff for them. Like the the stuff I've seen my kids end up watching on YouTube, I'm like, you guys are such nerds. I love it. Thank <laughs> you. Like they will watch stuff about dinosaurs. They will watch stuff about, they've 
you know, different YouTube channels that talk about old movies and stuff. I'm like, I remember that movie. And they're like, oh, they're talking about it. And it's all about how, you know, Dark Crystal got made and how it affected. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> you won't sit through the movie. I don't think you can watch that movie, but you're watching this super interesting YouTube video about the movie. I'm okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's a good so, one. Yeah. My kid needs to hang with your kids because he's mostly watching Let's Plays of weird games I've never heard of. Uh, there's some of that too. There's some of that too. They all go through that cycle. I, the only mm-hmm. things I know about Five Nights at Freddy's are because of Michael watching yes. Let's Plays yes. of Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Where'd you even find this? Is this on kids' YouTube? Why are there so much murdery yeah. things? <laughs> they're cute murdery things, but they're murdery. And Amy, yeah. I don't know if you were playing on this. Can we turn it back to LeVar Burton for a second and just yeah. sing all his yeah. praises? Oh, yeah. Because, good yeah. Lord, I was thinking about it. And, you know, when I was trying to think of an intro, I th- was thinking about doing, like, you know, just some big LeVar Burton love fest. Because, okay, he started out his career in one of the quintessential movies about the horrors of slavery in this country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then he does this. Like, yep. this is the next thing he's most known for. Then he's a part of one of the most recognized science fiction stories series ever. Uh-huh. Still to this day, like even yep. now on Picard and everything. Yep. And still he comes back to reading Rainbow. He comes back to helping and teaching kids. Like, good Lord. Oh, yeah. We need more people yeah. like LeVar Burton. Like we talk about, you know, Fred Rogers. We need more people like him. It's like we there's more of them. And there are people like LeVar yeah. Burton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. LeVar's definitely in the canon of good guys. Yeah. Um, yes. And his daughter, Micah, is an absolute darling. Yes, yeah, she um, is. And they were on Picard together. Yes. As father and daughter. And uh. I will tell you, I watched an interview with him. He was sitting in a panel. It was Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, LeVar Burton, and the showrunner for Picard. And they were being interviewed about it. And they asked LeVar about working with his daughter in Star Trek, who was as playing Geordi's yeah. daughter. Yeah. And somebody started cutting onions in the room while I was watching that interview. <laughs> uh-huh. Hardcore, because I was just, I was bawling yeah. listening to him. And he started getting choked up just about like how amazing mm-hmm. it was for him to get to work with his daughter at all. And then for it to be Star Trek of all things. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, he. I mean, because that's if you see um, the because he got married, sort of pretty fairly early in the run of Star Trek, mm-hmm. and so if you see like he'll post his like there's his wedding pictures and it looks like the bridge of the Enterprise and it's so cute because <laughs> mm-hmm. they were just all there, and it's so good, um, and and I mean Roots is absolutely like quintessential. I mean. Oh yeah! Yikes! Like it's a lot. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was so good. Um, mm-hmm. And he was young. Well, he yeah. was a baby. Kunta yeah. Kinte. Like, there's. If you haven't seen that movie, watch that movie and see yeah. young Lavar Burton killing it so mm-hmm. early in his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's something. There's something just magical to me about when someone loves something that you care about or like they're they're involved in something that's not just like i'm promoting it i don't know much about it but they're part of the nerdery like Mm -hmm. the nerd Mm -hmm. atmosphere surrounding it like lavar burton's that guy i don't think he's done anything that he doesn't want to pour his soul into or at least we're not he's not recognized for it Mm -hmm. like roots he gave everything the next generation he gave everything reading rainbow like i think he said before that that was his favorite thing he's ever 
been a part of because of the impact it has on kids. I mean, kids. he raised all of us. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. <laughs> yeah, just... he was reading us stories. Like yeah. we we all know like, him as that's the guy that read us stories. Like at one point, he was basically in charge of it, and then it got by bought by somebody else and i think he was no longer in charge of it and that didn't stop him from doing the same work he yeah. was just yeah. like i'm gonna keep doing this i don't care if it's reading rainbow or not i'm gonna help kids read yeah well literacy meant a lot to him like mm-hmm. i remember him talking about like literacy in america meant everything because it was the difference between success and no success mm-hmm. was being able to read and i remember watching this interview and this always stuck with me too because he was talking about this might not be relevant to anything but his his favorite word and I loved it because he was like, my favorite word is discernment. Because he said, so it's the kind of word that turns a knife that could be used as a weapon into a knife that is used as a tool. Uh, and I always thought that was really cool. I'm like, this guy, he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. He really thinks about what he's doing. Uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. LeVar Burton Reads is his podcast. Um, okay. And he reads short stories. Um, they are very frequently by... Um, you know, minority or marginalized group authors. Um, not always. There have been a few where it's just like, I'll just put it on. Like I would put it on and I would be, you know, at the store or whatever. And then it would get real emotional. And I would be just like, oh no, not now. This is not the time. Um, but it's so good. And it's just, it, it's, it's this, right? It's this feeling, but for grownups, um, which is wonderful. He has a new subscriber as of right now. <laughs> Excellent. Because I just, I just, it's subscribed. real good. Um, yeah, I've had a few breakdowns listening to it. It's very good. Um, and it's just, it's, it's LeVar. Mm-hmm. I love great. a good cry. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so, so after our reviews, after our book reviews that we get, um, LeVar is like, things have calmed down at the diner. We're through the, brunch lot rush i don't know i'm judging by the food choices um and right that's where we're at and um and lavar's sitting there and he's like man this was great jane i i came in for lunch and i wound up learning a whole language and she's like oh, i completely forgot about your lunch I'll get you a menu. And he's like, no, no, no. I know exactly what i want <laughs> um and he orders in dineries and this it, it took me back to um, when I was in Montreal a few years ago, and my French is just good enough to get me in an awful lot of trouble. And this was how I felt. <laughs> I, was like, I was glad Tim Hortons had an app so that I could just tell it what I, I could just pick it up, and I don't need to talk to anyone about my breakfast needs. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he orders a spaghetti sandwich with an onion, um, uh, a bowl of shredded wheat and a side of raisins mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. like i'll take it back and he's like no 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 this is what i ordered this is what i'll have which actually a spaghetti sandwich sounds fine that's fine yeah it's a meatball sub as long as the steps. bread is like toasted and has yeah. some rigidity yeah that's the key yeah it's a meatball sub extra steps mm-hmm. right yeah um and i was reading rainbow and it was so good I was so happy, and now I just want to watch Reading Rainbow all the time. I can't wait for my niece to be big enough for me to watch Reading Rainbow with her. Like I I am so excited um, because she's a little peanut, and I'm going to make her (laughs) I asked my boys at dinner tonight if they had ever watched it, and my two little ones were like, yeah, we've watched one or two. It's okay. 
And my younger one, Bryce, was like, what is it? And we, I talked about what it is. Like, that sounds like a show for me. Like, yeah. Hi, buddy. That's right, bud. Excellent. That's great. Because, mm-hmm. you so. know, he's, he's starting to read. We're reading the weird books now, like Dogman and stuff. Nice. Oh, yeah, Dogman. That got my kid into it. Awesome. Um, the... I think it's the Captain Underpants author lives near me and has a bookstore. Oh, cool. And it's very excellent. I think that's what <laughs> That's it is. great. I think it's the Captain Yeah, that's the Dogman guy, too. He yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, that's what I thought. Same yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's near me, and he has a bookstore, yeah. and nice. it's amazing. That's great. And sometimes he's just there. Like, he just... Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's great. We had a... Uh, That's so cool. The guy who does Pete the Cat come by the local bookstore a couple years ago. Oh, I love right, Pete, so the Pete the Cat. He's such a right. hippie, and it was awesome. So, uh, this was a few years ago now, because these kids are all teenagers, um, but I used to go over uh, my friend's house, who had two little boys, who I adored, and they used to love when I read them bedtime stories. Great. I'm here for it. Auntie is always prepared for bedtime stories. That is my job as auntie. Um, (laughs) And now the thing is their dad was a really good drink mixer. So usually by the time we got to story time, auntie had had a couple. (laughs) And so Pete the Cat, Pete the Cat, the one about the, the, his groovy buttons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a cl- we needed to read that one like three times because Auntie went hard on Pete the Cat's groovy buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pete the Cat. So good. it's my favorite. Pete the Cat makes me believe that I could be an illustrator. It's yes. <laughs> the way everything is like perspective doesn't matter. No, doesn't you know matter. the colors are outside the lines. There's... Built this the sweet the 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 playground equipment that he put together is just all over the place. It's just great. There's one I have from my mom that I think is, yeah, it's the story of Frog Belly Ratbone. And it's a weird monster story, but the art in it is all, it's all like very thickly painted oil paintings. So like <laughs> everything looks really textural and mm-hmm. I, it's a really oh, That's cool. That's that's a good one. That's my I that's gonna feel, be my recommendation. I feel like I saw Frogbelly Ratbone play some blues guitar like in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, you probably. I mean, probably. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good name. Reading it is. Rainbow. Um, how did we feel about revisiting Reading Rainbow, boys? It was a joy. It's great. Once I, you know, watched this episode and then went back and listened to the actual theme song I grew up with. Yeah, yeah, that's the only problem is that, like, so we had had a hard time finding this episode because the YouTube link that I had provided did go away, and so we did purchase it and and not distribute it in any way. And, uh, but it had the updated, the updated theme song, which was not the same. And so I had a mid-90s theme song, and it's not as good. Not not had nearly as good. Like, Coca-Cola knows not to update their label. Reading yeah. Rainbow should never have updated the theme song. Because it's, like, oversung, and re- the arrangements mm-hmm. change. It's like, no, you're making it worse with the woos. Let's just yeah. let's the, back it back down. The They're, opening itself, right? Because that was always a big thing for me. Like, oh, I remember oh, yeah. that a I lot, right? Because the sandcastle and the dragon comes to life. Mm-hmm. And, like, yep. the, the girls that go to space. And I was no, like, yeah. 
And then the guy that turns into yeah. a pirate sort of thing. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Whatever it was. But yeah. Whatever it was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that there, that was all very and like the new ones just sort of. Yeah. There are ways to cover and redo a song. They did not, not that was get not the right true. people. No. Yeah. No. 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 It was wrong. No, Just because you paid for it doesn't mean you should use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this whole topic, like the show in general, is obviously a big nostalgia factory for us. Yeah. But this particular topic, because it was shows that were like integral to growing up and those formative years. forming. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like, the the just the flood of feelings that came back and like it was it was just great to see you know to see Lavar Burton sitting in a diner and and you like the cadence with that he talks with in mm-hmm. reading Rainbow and it was just like it was like wrapping myself up in a warm blanket absolutely and it's been it's been like that for every one of these shows I mean I didn't have the huge connection to Magic School Bus. But that's the only one of the four, and even that, I enjoyed it. It was I can yeah. mm-hmm. I, I can one hundred percent see why that was you know very important to a lot of people, and it was so well done. But man, Square One, Mister Rogers, and Reading Rainbow, just like yes. that's my childhood in in yeah. an hour and a half, and I loved yeah. every second of it. Yay. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was a wonderful. But I was walking in much like cooking shows, mm-hmm. not sure what was going to go down, and it has been in, a, a treat. So, uh, that wraps up educational shows, which we'll probably the, it'll loop back around. We'll do eventually. that again. Oh, yeah. We oh, have yeah. a we have a lot of them, um, <laughs> but uh, we need a new topic. Are we going to just ask the chat? Is that the plan? Yeah, sure. Well, we'll Travis, we'll, a, we'll throw a poll up right, uh, for the next up. week. But the chat, sure, can, sure, sure. the chat can yell at us now if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so the options are going to be, and we don't know. We won't know. Travis will tell us eventually what episode he picked when we have a topic, <laughs> and yes. it'll be great. We'll figure out something so Travis can pick something. Yeah, <laughs> keep, um, keep an eye on the Twitter. We'll we'll get it figured out. Yeah. Um. So our options. are... Are, um, I don't. I, we all said things, and then I. I don't can. Remember. I can. We can start, and everybody can just go around. On location is the one I'm picking. On location meaning when the show went to Happy Days goes to Hawaii, for instance, would be a good example. Brady Bunch goes wherever. Sure. It's a, it's a, they they shot. They took the whole set and went somewhere else. Okay. So, what's another good one? Um, Family uh, Matters in Disney World. That's one. Everybody saved, went to Full House the Bell. Disney World. Yeah, everybody Sa- went to Hawaii. It was mm-hmm. yeah. very colonial of us. California a- shows went to Hawaii. Yep. East Coast shows went to Disney. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the way this yep. worked. That's basically how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So on location, that's a good one. Um, uh, I went with uh, I went with game shows. So good. Oh, old, old game, game shows. shows are so good. They went hard. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot to pick from that. Okay, <laughs> my, mine. I'm I'm trying government again because I, I want to get shows in there. Uh-huh. Government. government. I've already shows. got mine picked out. If that's what we wind up with, and it's a weird <laughs> one. I'm pretty Sweet. excited. <laughs> uh, and then I uh, I've chosen power couples. Uh, it can be any any dynamic duo that you care to pick: husband and wife, partners teammates whatever oh man if they're yeah. a power couple we're we're on it all right and that could be fun 
Yeah. So those are our uh, those are our four options. Um, we will put up a poll somewhere on the Twitters, presumably. Um, there there will be a in, poll in uh, soon. Yeah, uh-huh. it will be. <laughs> The poll will go up on Twitter, and we will put it in the Discord channel, too. That is uh, Discord. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Discord.com slash two dorks? No, close. Two dorks.net slash Discord. Okay. Yeah, two- Moobot's been thrown in the chat for, like, the last forever. There we go. For All audio right. listeners, yeah. Two dorks.net slash Discord. Get in there. Join Maybe the conversation. Maybe you can talk to us, um, and we'll yeah. listen, and it'll be great. Yes, we will. We'll do what? A cutoff by so Friday enough. to give Travis enough time yeah. to figure it out and find something? Yes. Yep. Closes so, uh, Friday. Get in there. Yep. It'll close on Friday. That would be uh, April the 7th for those of you playing at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So get your votes in either at net slash Discord or follow us on Twitter at Those Days Show. You can also email us, Those Were the Days Show mm-hmm. at gmail.com uh, with your vote mm-hmm. as well. Um, once again, uh, those topics are going to be on location, power couples, game shows, or government shows. And uh, let us know what you want to want to hear, and that'll be our next topic. And then I'll have to figure out what we're going to watch. <laughs> yeah, sweet. I'm so excited that we did these educational shows. Thanks for yes. joining me on this, boys. I know I put that one on the list, and I am hyped. <laughs> it was great. Good. I was gonna say this was terrible. This was I, I hated was going worst. back and watching all these awesome shows I used to again. as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely haven't been watching MathNet just on random yeah. at all. Sure. I mean, I'll tell you that ah. right now. <laughs> I still want to play that number wheel game that they played on that yes. show. Like that's yes. that stuck mm. with me. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's harder than it looks. Uh-huh. <laughs> it I'm really in. Is. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I think that about wraps up this episode and this topic. Thank you all for joining us. Um, and we will be back with you next week. Uh, and until then, enjoy your old TV. We'll talk to you soon.